You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. The Bible says that nothing is impossible with God. How does this truth play out in God's plan for the world and in our own lives? Discover more in this week two message by Pastor Bernard Vivici. It's so good to be back in Manila. It's the first time I'm in Manila during December. And I really love all the lights, the Christmas lights. And, but um, this is really a bonga time, amen? And, um, and one thing I have discovered in this month of being here is, is uh, traffic grabe anabayan. Um, but, uh, but it's really, really great to be here. And uh, as Pastor, I always appreciate Pastor Ariel and the opportunities he, he gives to me to minister uh, here at Victory Alabang. Uh, I love the Philippines. I love the Filipino people. And I pray that our time together, the next three hours, will be wonderful. Amen? Because I'm only joking. But, um, but we are continuing the series just in time. And I know some of you came to church just in time. The doors were about to close and you ran through. And you were here. And so this is our the series on just in time. And last week you, uh, you covered um, despite lost opportunity. Today we're going to be looking at despite the natural. And next week we're going to close the series or complete the series on just in time. And so I've entitled this particular part of the message, Have a Merry Christmas. Amen? Did you see that? Merry Christmas. Some of you didn't get it, and I'll pray for you. But you know, I, I'm really excited that you are here. And I pray that you have an open heart, an open mind to receive. How many of you want to receive from God tonight? I think you put up, most of you put up your hands. If you didn't put up your hand, why are you here? I want to encourage you, you know, when you come to church, as we worship together, say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to my heart. Speak to my mind. Change me. And I pray God's going to change us all tonight. Amen? So let's go to our text in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel uh, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Let me pause for a moment there. I don't know what you do when you read the Bible. Or if you read the Bible. Some of you don't know where your Bible is. But when I read the scriptures, I want to get into the story. I want to try and live the story. Because that helps me with understanding. Because very often people read the Bible and they think Mary and the whole story, maybe she lived in Manila with condominiums and subdivisions and jeepneys. She didn't live like that. It was a very simple dwelling. They didn't have 26-story tents. It was basic dwelling places. And Mary was a young girl, and she was sitting maybe at a tree on a log, looking at a few sheep, and it wasn't New Zealand, then she was looking at a few sheep. And all of a sudden, this angel appeared to her. I wonder how you would react if that was you. 
Maybe you're sitting here at Festival Mall at Jollibee. And all of a sudden an angel appears to you. Most of you would die. You would have a heart attack immediately. You'll go straight to Jesus. You won't even have time to listen to what he has to say. So can you imagine this 15, 16 year old girl, an angel appears. I often think to myself, I wonder what the angel sounds like. Can you imagine? Maybe he had a deep voice. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Or maybe he had a high squeaky voice. Greetings, you who are highly favored. I wonder what kind of voice this angel had. You see, you need to try and understand. Put yourself in the picture. What would you have done if an angel appears to you? And Mary was greatly troubled. You know what? If an angel appeared to me tonight, guess what? I will be greatly troubled. Because I'm not used to it. I mean, my wife looks like an angel. I'm not troubled like that. Bradley, will you tell your mom I said that? <laughs> oh, yes. Come on, puede. <laughs> but Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You know, friends, when we hear the voice of God, do not be afraid. Because God's not here to punish you. He's got, if you look at the Bible, it's to give you life and life in abundance. He wants, his words want to make a difference in your life. And this is what the angel said, Mary, you don't have to be afraid. You have found favor with God. And then he tells you what's going to happen. Put yourself in the scene. The strange angel says, you're going to conceive. And give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. Ladies, what happens if you meet an angel and he says, you could have conceived. Oh no, but I'm not even married. You see friends, something happens when we allow God Almighty to step into our world. And, and the angel said, you're going to conceive and you're going to call him Jesus. You see friends, God is not Restricted by the natural. Let me say that again. God is not restricted by the natural. When we allow the supernatural to come upon our lives, God can do anything and everything. You see, here we see the supernatural impacting something in the natural that will give birth to our Savior and our Lord. The question is, will you allow the supernatural To touch and impact your life. That you are able to birth something amazing for the kingdom of God. Are you with me? I mean, I'm really getting excited here. You see, when we look at Mary's situation. And we look at the natural situation that Mary found herself in. We look that she was young. Let me ask you a question. How many young people do we have here this evening? Now, some of you don't understand my English, and you've got nosebleed. All right. Sobre galen. All right. 
When I'm talking young, I'm talking about young in the spirit, not young in your body. You know, I am young. Amen. You might look and say, well, pastor, you must be about 40. You're wrong. A little more than that. But guess what? I'm young in my spirit. I still want to accomplish great things and great exploits for God. So the question I want to ask you, how many young people do we have here? Now, some people don't understand what I'm saying. (laughs) You're all young. You are all young. God wants to do something. You see, when we look at Mary, she was an ordinary girl. She didn't come from a well-known family. She didn't have a last name that everybody around the world knows. She didn't have a name like Bush. George Bush. Or who's one of your presidents? Marcos. She didn't have a name like Marcos or Enrile or... um, (laughs) Is that right? Or whatever. Okay. (laughs) Or didn't have Pastor Ariel's last name, Marquez. She was an ordinary girl. You see, friends, we are all ordinary. She didn't have a college degree. She didn't have, she didn't have a Swiss bank account. She didn't have lots of money. She was just a normal, ordinary girl. How many ordinary people do we have here tonight? That's some of you. Now, if you're not ordinary, then you fall into the other category. I don't know what that is, but let's continue. (laughs) Ordinary. We also looked at she had a plan. Do you know Mary had a plan? The Bible tells us that she was going to marry Joseph. And her plan was, I'm going to marry, have children, own a jolly bee, and keep living. (laughs) That's her plan. There's nothing wrong with having a plan. And I'm sure if I come to you and I say, what is your plan for 2014? You're going to tell me, I'm just going to work. I'm going to earn money and hopefully buy a jeepney. So I can start my own business. There's nothing wrong with having a plan in the natural. But look what happens when the supernatural power of God invades the natural realm. How God changes everything. Let's have a look. We see here that Mary was chosen. Out of all the young women around at that particular time, God chose Mary. And he chose Mary to birth the promise. He chose Mary to birth our Savior and our Lord. God chose Mary to do something extraordinary. Friends, I want to say to you by the Spirit of God, if you allow God into your life, God has chosen you here tonight. You are a chosen people. Did you know that? The Bible says you are a chosen nation. You are a royal priesthood. God has chosen you. Did you know that? God's chosen you. God's chosen you. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. Don't say, well, I'm not chosen. No, you are chosen. You might be frozen, but you're chosen. God's chosen you. And here we also see that when the supernatural impacts the natural and you allow God to touch your life, you become favored. God said, the angel said to Mary, you are greatly favored. You have found favor in the sight of God. Friends, it's a very interesting word, favored. Do you know what the word favored means? Let me explain. The word favored means 
favoured. It brings favoured. Let me give you an example. You know, favoured is... Uh, we had lunch with Pastor Ariel uh, at lunchtime today. And we were driving into this complex. And, uh, and as we were driving down, there was parking right there. That's favoured. We didn't have to drive all the way down to hell to find a parking. <laughs> it was on the right floor, right there, parking. I even said to Pastor Ariel, favour of God. You know, it's like when you apply for a job and there are like 200 applications. Your one's right at the bottom. You want to experience the favor of God? You find your application coming to the top. And the boss doesn't even know the others exist. And you get the job. That's the favor of God. You're standing in a queue at Jollibee. You're number 40 in the queue wanting to order your rice. Because I know you love rice. And all of a sudden, it's a long queue, and it's, 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 uh, it's so hot. And you're almost perspiring and expiring all at the same time. And the manager sees you, and he comes over to you and says, let me take you to the front. Yes, your rice, and I'll give you a few chicken wings. That's the favor of God. I told the story in the earlier services, uh, on my last trip, I was traveling from Singapore to Manila. And uh, when I got to my seat on the airplane, there was no seat. There was no cushion but two spikes. And I thought, what? It's going to be an uncomfortable journey. And so I called the air hostess and she didn't come. And it took me about 15 minutes to get a seat to sit on. I wasn't happy with the service. I'm not generally a complainer. But when service is compromised, then, then I let people know. So I emailed the office. I wasn't really expecting a reply, but I got a reply. And for about a week, we were exchanging emails until everything was sorted. And then my wife was with me, and we were on our way to Bali. We had a fly via Singapore. And so we, we took an early flight and on that same flight were a lot of the victory pastors. Pastor Ariel and Shirley were there. You know, there were so many other pastors. I can't even remember who was there. But I remember seeing a number of them. Pastor Denisai, Pastor Paolo. I mean, there were a number of people. I get to the counter. And because I have gold status with Air New Zealand, I check in at business. And once I checked through, a lady came to me and said, Sir, we'll take care of you from now. I said, okay. The first thing you do is you have to pay your departure tax, your terminal tax. There was a long queue. Long. Pastor Ariel was part of that queue. <laughs> this lady was walking with me. She said, come, sir. And we walked past everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. She took our money and we got through. We didn't have to line up. The next queue was your luggage queue. And they check everything, take your shoes off, your socks. I mean, do you like, still like my socks? <laughs> huh? And so, and once again, it's a long queue and there's some victory pastors. And she said, please come with me. I said, hello. And <laughs> 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 said, come straight in here. And she took me all the way through to the airport lounge where we spent the next hour. None of the other victory pastors were there. Guess what? 
favor of God. Now, that doesn't mean Pastor Ariel didn't have favor. <laughs> but in that moment, it was my favor. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, that's the favor of God. When the supernatural impacts your life, when you are chosen and you are favored by God, something happens. You live in a different realm, a different dimension. Oh, I just get so excited about that. The second thing, when you, or the third thing, when you allow the supernatural to impact your life, you embrace God's plan. You know, Mary had a plan. She was going to get married, own a Jollibee, and live happily ever after. But God said, no, no, Mary, you are highly favored. I've got something else for you to do. You are going to birth the Savior. You're going to birth our Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, I want to say to you, take your plan and throw it away and embrace God's plan for your life. Because when you embrace God's plan, you are going to birth something amazing for the kingdom of God and that God is going to use you. You see, your, your plan might be a nice plan, but I'd rather embrace God's plan for my life. Do you know God's plan for your life? You see, if you don't, you need the supernatural power of God to come upon you. Allow Him to invade every area of your life. Surrender all to Him that you can embrace God's plan for your life. I want to embrace all that God has for me. I know God's got a great plan for my life. So what about you, friends? I believe God wants to birth something for His purpose through you. He wants to birth something. He wants to impregnate you with a promise he wants to impregnate you with a calling. He wants to impregnate you with something amazing for your future. No matter if you're young and old physically or young in the spirit, God has a great plan and a purpose for your life. I always con concerns me when somebody gets to 60 years of age, they say, well, I'm on retirement. Well, what are you going to do? Um, I don't want to sleep for the next 20 years. I want my life to count. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep preaching until the Lord calls me home. Be it when I'm 80, 90, or 100. I want to live to 100. But not if I eat chicken adobo. Because <laughs> people told me in the Philippines, Pastor, if you, if you eat chicken, if, sorry, if you eat pork adobo, you will never grow old. Because <laughs> you die young. You see, friends, I want you to know that God wants to take ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary things. He wants to take the foolish people of this world to confound the wise. He's looking for people that are willing to do great exploits for Him. He wants you not to be the tail. He wants you to be the head in life. You know, Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, says For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. Sometimes, friends, we do not understand God's ways. Because they're not our ways. We think in the natural. And we think, how, I'm sure Mary thought, this is crazy. How am I going to go to my, my husband-to-be? Imagine if, if your future wife came to you. Think about it. And said, my darling, I'm pregnant. <laughs> what? crazy. Guess what? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. 
And not my ways, your ways, declares the Lord. Sometimes we don't understand God's ways. And friends, I want you to, to take a moment and, and, and reflect on your own life. You know, when I was during your crisis with the, with the typhoon that hit, you know, I was reading social media and I was really disturbed at, at people's comments about the negativity in your country. It really bothered me. And you know what? I, when I read all those comments, I thought, Lord, what are these people doing to make a difference? You see, you can complain, but what are you doing to make your nation a great nation? Stop complaining. Stop saying, Pastor, I, I come from a poor area. Guess what? I come from a poor area. Say, so, Pastor, you know, I don't have an education. Can you speak? Yes, then you can do great things for God. Don't let the enemy limit you in your thinking and understanding because that's the devil's plan to immobilize you and paralyze you that you do nothing. And I want to encourage every one of you. You have a great nation. Let's build a great nation together. Let's look at the positive and let's start building something. Let's birth something. Let a God... Drop in your spirit something that he's called you to do that your nation becomes an amazing nation. It is an amazing nation, but I believe it can be so much better. Amen? Verse 32 says he will be great. This is a job description that God, the angel gave to Mary. He will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom shall never end. You see, here we see God giving Mary. You know what? This is the hope that, that's going to come through the Savior, Jesus Christ. Through the, the, the child that you're going to give birth to. This is what's going to happen. This is the hope. And as we look at the hope, it says that, that Jesus is going to be great. How many of you want to be great here tonight? That's half of you. Hallelujah. Opposite of great is nothing. Okay. You know what? Greatness is not a bank balance. Greatness is not your name in lights. Justin Bieber. I mean, Bieber. That's not greatness. Greatness is when you do something amazing for God. Where you share Jesus with somebody and they get saved. That's greatness. Let's not define greatness by the world's standards. Let's define greatness by God's standards. He said that Jesus is going to be son of the most high God. God's going to give him the throne. He will reign. His kingdom will never end. God wants us to reign on this earth. Let us reign. You know, if we don't reign on the earth, the devil's going to reign on the earth. God's called every single one of us. Take your God-given gift and start reigning in your nation and in this world. Are you still with me? So what is our hope? What is our hope? You see, you must be able to see your hope. Can you see your future? You see, if you can't see it, friends, then what are you looking at? What are you aiming for? You see, when the, when the angel told Mary, this is what Jesus is going to be doing, she could see it. She knew he was going to be great. The key thing is, what do you see? I pray that God will get you to see something for your life. I remember at a 14, 15 year old, I saw four things. And God has shown me many more. But those four things. 
One thing I saw is that one day I'm going to be acting in a movie. If you, if you look, Mission Impossible, I'm not in that movie. <laughs> the Hobbit, I'm not in the movie. But I auditioned in a movie that was filmed by a Dutch, a Dutch company in South Africa uh, in 1999. It was a film about a, a guy who was stung by a box jellyfish and died. I got the part of the doctor in the film. I remember my words to this day of the part that I played. I want you to picture the scene. It was an emergency theater. This man was rushed in. I'm the doctor in a white coat. I've got this face mask on. And I remember my powerful words. And I will never forget. This is what I said. We've lost him. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I practiced and I practiced and I practiced. Amazing words. We've lost him. But you see, friends, I saw something. I want you to become a sports commentator. I want you to sing in a band, and that happened in 2010. You might not think it, but I can sing. My family don't want me to, but I think I can sing. <laughs> I sang in a band. And I want you to, I shared a message on taking risks in life. And I took a risk, and I sang a song, and, and, this, and this YouTube clip went viral. It got to 10 hits, hallelujah. But I also had a picture at 14, 15 years of age that, that I was going to travel the world speaking. Friends, I'm living it today because I saw it many years ago. The question is, what are you seeing? If you're seeing nothing, you're going to hit it every time. But you've got to see something. What's your God-given calling and plan that you can see that you can start moving towards it? God's beginning to show me other things that I'm beginning to see. And it might not happen tomorrow, but guess what? I know with God, all things are possible. Yes. I'm not going to stop living now. I've, I'm starting to live now. You must be able to see it. Secondly, it must be bigger than you. Do you know this when Mary, when the angel Gabriel said, you're going to have this baby, he's going to be a savior of the world. Guess what? That was bigger than her own plan. She knew she could not fulfill this without God. You see, friends, your, your vision, your God-given vision has got to be bigger than yourself. Because if, if it's small, you can do it. If it's big, you need God to help you do it. And I pray that God will give you vision that is bigger than yourself. I've got some things stirring in my heart that I'm, that I'm beginning to see that I'm beginning to see. And guess what? It's so big. It's much bigger than myself. And I know I cannot do it because I have got limitations. But I know with God all things are possible. Verse 34, it says, This will be, Mary asked, Sorry, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, Since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who, who was said to be unable to conceive is, is in her sixth month. 
I love this verse 37. For no word from the Lord will ever fail. Let's read it together. Say, say it like you believe it. You can say it again. One more time. Now some of you are saying it like this. Are you speaking in tongues? Because that's in English. It says, for no word from God will ever fail. That means God's word is true. It's yes. It's amen. If God speaks something, you know He's going to deliver on the word. God's not going to say something and say to Mary, you know what, you're going to conceive, you're going to birth the son, and then halfway through the pregnancy, God says, oh my goodness, I made a mistake. Let's call the promise back. God's not like that. His word will never fail. Some translations put it this way, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. You see, with God, all things are possible. What are you trusting God for? If you're trusting God for healing, guess what? With God, all things are possible. You're trusting God for a job, guess what? With God, all things are possible. You're trusting God for for a husband or a wife, guess what? With God, all things are possible. You're trusting God for breakthrough because of your addiction, with God, all things are possible. You just have to allow divine intervention to come into your life to bring the deliverance that you need. Lastly, and I close with this, it's about a journey. Mary had to go on a journey. Life is about a journey. When we look at Mary, Mary's life, Mary embraced the seed. She didn't argue with God. She didn't say, I don't want it. She embraced the seed. Friends, I want to encourage you, embrace what God has for you tonight. Don't fight it. Don't argue with God. God Wants the best for your life. Embrace the seed. You see, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You know what? In life, and I love the, 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 the video for the prayer and fasting. You see, as we journey in life together, it's, it's the things that we're going to have to go through. There are mountains we're going to have to climb. There are rivers that we're going to have to cross. There are hills that we're going to struggle with. Then we're going to, in life, we're going to counter pain and rejection. And we're going to, and some people won't like us and we might encounter abuse. But guess what? With God, all things are possible. Because God allows certain things to shape us and to grow us as men and women of God. Enjoy the journey. So when you go to work in the morning and you're an hour, hour in the grave traffic, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the fumes if you're in the jeepney. Enjoy the heat and say, this is so nice and warm. I don't need a blanket. It's so hot. <laughs> it's about who you journey with. The video was so, just beautiful. It says, I'm walking with Jesus, but we also walk with people. Are you walking and journeying life on your own. If you are on your own and you're journeying life on your own, guess what? It's boring. It's boring. Find people that you can journey with. 
Because it, as you've got Jesus on the one hand, you've got people around you. I need people in my life who will love me, who will encourage me, who will pray for me. When my burden gets heavy, they are there to carry it. When they see that I'm making mistakes and I'm going to trip and fall, they are there to pick me up. Those are people that I journey with. My family I journey with. My children, now that they're older, they journey with me because they are adults. We walk together. I enjoy the men that are in my life. And Pastor Ariel is is one of the men that I journey with. That doesn't mean he has to come live in my home. There's no space for him. But we journey together, we, we support, we encourage, we love one another. Verse 38. This is a powerful verse. This is Mary answered and says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Friends, is that our response? Is that your response? Is that my response? Say, Lord, here am I, I'm a servant. What you're telling me tonight, may that word be fulfilled in me. May that seed that you want to, that you want to impregnate me with, a vision, a dream, something amazing, will that, will that be fulfilled in your life? Then the angel left. You see, friends, as I close, I want to say, God is not limited by the natural. You see, we live in the natural world. We see things in the natural. God's not limited by the natural. Allow the supernatural of God to impact the natural. You'll then see results. We hope you were inspired by that message. As we celebrate this joyous season and end 2013 in Thanksgiving, we invite you to join us in opening 2014 with a five-day prayer and fasting beginning January 6, 2014. Please watch out for further announcements. Merry Christmas and stay connected.